God is good. <laughs> God wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. Uh, that's why just now I just sense that we, we need to keep on, keep on worshipping, worshipping, because He wants to bless us. He, he wants us to continue to, you know, worship Him and experience Him, you know, in, as we worship, as we worship, we encounter our God, as we worship, you know, God's Word will just come forth and we just speak it into the air, you know, and it brings forth what God wants to do. Amen? Amen. I'm blessed. I, I'm, I know you are blessed. <laughs> and today, um, you know, we want to go on this topic uh, especially in this season of time, you know, this is a season where it is between, as we said, you know, the Passover, okay, the, the death, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and we are coming towards the outpouring of the Holy Spirit or the giving of the Torah, the, the law, the word of God to the people. So we are in between this time. Okay, when we look at the Word of God, we are in between this time. So to, today, I'd like to share something that um, I was very much encouraged um, by the Word of God, by the sharing uh, that I received also when I was in the diocese, uh, diocese uh, clergy and pastor retreat. Yeah, we went there and then came down on Thursday. So I was very encouraged you know, by the Word of God, by the sharing from the clergy, the pastors about their journey and how the Lord has helped them throughout all those years of ministry. And the Lord is faithful. And today I want to read from John 21. Okay? John 21, the last chapter of the Bible. Most of you, you will know what is it about when you start reading it. You know? And this is before Jesus uh, was ascended. Okay? Before He ascended to heaven, Let's read this together, shall we? Okay, yeah, my title today, Follow Me, not me, Jesus, okay? Follow Jesus. <laughs> All right, okay. Let's read together. Uh, oh, not John 1, sorry, John 21. Did I give the wrong one? Ah? Okay, if not, let's look at John 21. John 21, the last chapter. Okay, it's all right. John 21. John 21, I'm reading from NKJV. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Simon Peter Thomas called the twin, Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two others of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and the night they caught nothing. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment 
for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits dragging the net with fish. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you, knowing that it was the Lord? And Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was raised from dead. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than this? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again a second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wish. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke, signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following, who also had leaned on his breast at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, But Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then this saying went out among the brethren that this disciple would not die. Yet Jesus did not say to him that he would not die. But if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies of things, wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many things, things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Hallelujah. When we read the beginning of John 21, we see something similar, isn't it? To an encounter that the disciples had with Jesus. We see that they were beside the sea, they were catching fish, and they caught nothing. Does this sound familiar? Like we have read this before, right? In the beginning of the Bible. When Jesus encountered, you know, the disciples encountered Jesus, when Peter, James, and John encountered this Jesus, right? And Peter, you know, Jesus came to Peter and asked if I could use your boat, 
<laughs> right? And he was using Peter's boat and he caught many fish that day. And because of that, he kneeled down and he worshipped Jesus. He knew that Jesus is the one to follow. It's something that has happened. It was the beginning of his encounter with the Lord. But it happened also, you know, for all these disciples. They had encountered Jesus. Their first encounter with Jesus. Yeah? When was it? Let's have a read at the beginning of John. Chapter 1. Let's go. John chapter 1, verse... Uh, let me have a look. Okay, sorry. 35. Onwards. Now, some of the disciples that were mentioned here, we can have a look at how they met Jesus. From 35... The next day, Jesus walked right past where John, John the Baptist, and two of his disciples were standing. John, gazing upon Jesus, pointed to him and prophesied, Look, there's God's sacrificial lamb. And as soon as John's two disciples heard this, they immediately left John and began to follow a short distance behind Jesus. Jesus turned around and saw they were following him and asked, What do you want? They responded, Rabbi, where are you staying? And Jesus answered, Come and discover for yourself. So they went with him and saw where he was staying. Since it was late in the afternoon, they spent the rest of the day with Jesus. One of the two disciples who heard John's words and began to follow Jesus was a man named Andrew. And he first found his brother Simon Peter and told him, We have found the anointed one. Then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Oh, Simon. And Andrew, <laughs> okay, and he gazed, and when he gazed upon, when Jesus gazed upon Andrew's brother, he prophesied to Peter, You are Simon, uh, and your father's name is John. And from now on, John or Jonah, like we read in John chapter 21, it can be son of John or son of Jonah. Okay, from now on, everyone will call you Peter. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee and he found Philip, and Jesus said to him, Come and follow me. Now Philip, Andrew and Peter had all grown up together in the village of Bethsaida. Philip then went to look for his friend, Nathaniel, <laughs> and told him, we found him. And we found the one we've been waiting for is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. He's the one whom Moses and the prophets prophesied would come. Nathaniel sneered, Nazareth? What good thing could come from Nazareth? Philip answered and said, come, let's find out. And Jesus, when Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said, Here comes a true son of Israel, an honest man with no hidden motive. Nathanael was stunned and said, But you have never met me. How do you know anything about me? Jesus answered Nathanael, Right before Philip came to you, I saw you sitting under the shade of a fig tree. Nathanael blurted out, Teacher, you are truly the Son of God and the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe simply because I told you I saw you sitting under a fig tree? You will experience even more impressive things than that. I prophesy to you eternal truth. From now on, you all will see an open heaven and gaze upon the Son of Man like a stairway, reaching into the sky with the messengers of God climbing up and down upon Him. Wow, powerful encounter. Wow. You know, it's good to go back and read 
their encounter with Jesus, their first encounter with Jesus Christ. What was your first encounter with Jesus Christ? Your encounter with Him. Was it through a friend, you know? Like Philip calling Natalia? Or was it through your sibling? Like Andrew, you know? Bringing Peter, bringing Simon, his brother to Jesus? What was your encounter? Who was it who shared Jesus with you? How long ago was that? Let us recall and remember the first time when somebody told us about Jesus or maybe the first time when Jesus became so real to us. Who was it? Was there somebody who did that, who came to you? Was it your parents? Or Jesus supernaturally appeared to us in a dream? Let us give thanks to those who have come into our life, that God has brought into our life to share the good news with us. Amen. It's amazing when I listen you know, I, was in a, I shared the same room with all the ladies, pastor. There was just six of us. And we had an opportunity to listen to their experiences, their journey. And during one of the group time, you know, um, one of the sisters shared with me how she was called by God. You know, she was called by God. She was just very young. Um, and she was called by God, you know, in a huge conference and to give her life and so she gave her life to the Lord to serve only two years she, she promised yeah two years and two years became until now <laughs> even after she retired she is still faithfully serving the Lord and I look at her with amazement because from the first time I met this pastor she still looked the same that was many years ago and today she still looked the same <laughs> still strong still on fire for the Lord, still, yes, uh, I, uh, I met this family, yes, yes, they have, I brought them to church, uh, this one, yes, yes, and keep sharing how she bring people to the Lord, how she shared the gospel with this family. I am like, wow, God, hallelujah. Another lady pastor, also, I mean, she's in her 60s, and then she shared how when she would go around driving the church van, I have never done that. No, I've never driven a van before. She would drive a church van in KL to go and visit people. Don't know where they are. At that time, no ways. <laughs> Just accompanied by a sister in Christ. And they would go to different areas, you know, and as far, sometimes far, you know, outside. Just to visit and share the gospel with people. And how many we remember those who have gone far, come to us, you know, or our parents faithfully every Sunday. Come, let's go. And there we met Jesus. Not sure about you, where did you meet Jesus? Where did we meet Jesus? You know, I used to go to Sunday school when I was young. My parents, you know, at that time, All Saints Cathedral, the service is 7 o'clock. So... <laughs> He would be waiting outside the gate for us. And then, I mean, he's already reversed the car. And then we are like trying to catch up with him and go to church. You know the reason why I love to go to Sunday school? Because I like the singing time. 
<laughs> I like to sing all those Sunday school songs and then they will sing like, you know, how did Moses cross the Red Sea? How did Moses cross the Red Sea? You know, did he swim? No, no, no. And do all those actions. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> and so you can imagine. But one day when we were 12 years old, our Sunday school teacher shared the gospel. I still remember we were in, you know, we are 12 years old, but we sit, you know, uh, using the kindergarten chairs. You know, we just sit there. And then she just shared, I don't even remember who was it, this Sunday school teacher, but she shared the gospel. I don't fully understand everything, but I know in my heart I want Jesus. And from that day onwards, I can sense the difference that Jesus becomes very personal to me. It's no longer just a person that I sing about, you know, yeah, push away all the waters and let the people cross. No, He is more than that. He becomes my personal God. Maybe some of us, we have heard about Jesus. Maybe some of us, you know, we have sang about Him, but we have not like personally come and say, yes, Jesus, I want to be with you. What about today? Could today be the day, yeah, to respond to the Lord? Lord, I want to follow you, like Peter, like Philip, like Nathaniel, like Andrew, like James, like John. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's look at, go back to John 21. This is a time, you know, Jesus has appeared to them twice. First time, you know, he appeared to them, the doors were locked. They got a shock. Remember, these disciples, they are grieving. They are lost. They're not sure. And they are very new. New in what we sense, you know, sometimes we say new Christians. They are very new. They only follow Christ three and a half years, you know. That's new. So there's so many things maybe they are thinking about. They are grieving. They are not sure what to do. So many things that Jesus has spoken to them. It's like so many things to grab, so many to understand what is going on. And Jesus suddenly appeared and you... Can you imagine somebody who has that suddenly appeared right in front of you? Is it true? Is it you, Jesus? And Thomas was not there. And so, after Jesus has left, Thomas came back. And Thomas said, no, I must see it with my own eyes. Who is this? Jesus, is he really alive? And so Jesus appeared the second time and told Thomas, see, touch me. Because Thomas said, unless I touch him, the place where he was knelt, the side. And so Jesus said, come, you touch me, here, here. Jesus knows which part he wants to touch and know. My friends, Jesus knows us. Even sometimes when we feel that it's very hard to believe him, he knows. He, doesn't, he didn't make fun of Thomas for what Thomas wanted, you know. But instead he showed it, he revealed it. He showed himself personally to his disciple. Are we having doubts? Are we unsure in certain areas of our life with the Lord? You know, Jesus, he doesn't make fun of us. He doesn't. But he would come and tell you his truth. He will come and show you about him. And so, this is Jesus, and then he came the third time. When I read this, I'm, I'm like asking, wow, you know, Peter was so 
uh, ex- like excited when John noticed that Je- it was Jesus on the shore. At first, they didn't recognize Jesus. And Jesus was telling them, Oh, ha, uh, have you caught anything? Oh, children. He called them children. Children, have you any food? They said, No. Then cast your net. At that time, they do not recognize Jesus. But when they dragged the fish up, there were so many. It was John who realized, oh, It's the Lord. It's the Lord. And the first one who came, you know, he plunged into the water, it was Peter. Quickly went to the shore. But look at Jesus. They dragged all these fish. But Jesus said to him, to all of them, you know, in verse 9, when they arrived, they came on the land, there was already fire. There was already fish and there was already bread. Wow. It's not what we can bring to the Lord, you know. It's what the Lord has given, you know. Oh, I'm just so excited. I'm so touched when I say this. It's what the Lord, the Lord gave. In some translation, it says, huh? then Jesus said, come bring some of your fish that you have caught. And so they, they, they took the fish up, okay, to pull the, the net, but it was not broken. There were about 153, okay? And then the net was not broken. And Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. But none of them dared to ask, who are you? Because they know it's the Lord. And then Jesus came, came to them personally, took the bread, gave it to them, and the fish. Some translation even say, serve them. Does it bring back a lot of memories for the disciples concerning their relationship with the Lord? Yeah. Maybe memory about how Jesus blessed the bread, the fish, multiply it. And then in the end, each one of them have a basket, you know, of leftover that Jesus gave. No, there's more than enough. Not only chukup chukup, but more than enough. It came to them that Jesus served them. Maybe about Jesus washing their feet. Jesus giving them personally. He served them, give them bread, I give you. I am the bread of life. Fish, I give you. I call you, you are a fisherman. I call you to be fisher of men. I give you fish. So many things may be coming back to their mind. And this was the third time. You know, when I first read it, I was like, God, how did Peter felt? Why Peter was so anxious to see Jesus? Maybe there was something in his heart. He wanted to talk with Jesus. And he didn't get a chance on the first time Jesus appeared or second time Jesus appeared. Remember what Peter said. In John 13, Jesus predicted that Peter is going to deny him, deny Jesus. So in John 13, verse 31 onwards, after Judas left the room, 
Jesus said, This time has come for the glory of God to surround the Son of Man and the Son, and God will be greatly glorified through what happens to me. And very soon, God will unveil the glory of the Son of Man. My dear friends, I only have a brief time left to be with you, but then you will search and long for me. But I tell you what I told the Jewish leaders, you will not be able to come where I am. So I give you now a new commandment, love each other just as much as I have loved you. For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, everyone will know that you are my true followers. Peter interjected, but master, where are you going? Jesus replied, where I am going, you won't be able to follow, but one day you will follow me. What do you mean I cannot follow? I am not, what do you mean I am not able to follow you now? I will sacrifice my life to die for you. But Jesus answered, would you really lay down your life for me, Peter? <laughs> okay. And here's the absolute truth. Before the rooster crows in morning, you will say three times you don't know, you don't even know me. Peter wanted to sacrifice his life for Jesus. That was his heart desire. At the time, he was really, yes, Jesus, you know, I am yours, I am following you, I'm your disciple, I want to sacrifice and die, even to die for you in place of you or with you. Some translation will say, but in the end, you know, when he came face to face with it, wow, it's not that easy. So I don't know him. I don't know him. No, I was not with him. Three times. And in some translations, it says, some of them recorded that Jesus, when the rooster crowed, Jesus looked at Peter. And Peter wept. Bitterly. He went away and he wept bitterly. From that Peter who was saying, Yes, I will lay down, I will die for you. But when it came, Oh, I don't know, I don't know him. No, I was not with him. Yeah. Some, uh, one gospel even said that he cursed and swear and said, No, I wasn't. It was to that extent. So in John 21, oh, oh even at the first time when Jesus appeared, how Peter felt. How he feel? After denying Jesus. And second time, how? And third time, how? And he was, you know, so excited. Went into the water, saw Jesus. Maybe there was something he wanted to say. Maybe it was something about that time when he denied Jesus. But Jesus knew. Before he even said, Jesus addressed it. And Jesus called him. He didn't call him Peter. Interesting, right? He says, Simon, son of Jonah. It's like saying your full name. <laughs> okay. So normally, people, when parents are angry, they say your full name. But he called him by his name. Before he became a disciple, like he called him his name. Simon, do you love me? And actually, this love, as we, you know, we may have heard it from other times, you know, other preaching, it was a burning love. So Jesus was asking, are, do you have, are you burning with love for me? But Jesus answered, I have great affection. Not that burning kind of love. I thought I have it, you know. I thought I was so, 
you know, I'm going to die with you. I, I'm willing, I'm willing. But I realized, oops, when I'm asked, you know, in times of great trouble, it wasn't like that. But Jesus said, take care of my lamb. And Jesus asked him again, the second time and the third time, addressing him, Simon, son of Jonah. Have you heard Jesus calling you by your full name? <laughs> Ever heard him call you by your name? And Jesus knew. And he, on the third time, Peter was grieved. He said, oh, reminded me of that night, you know, at the fire where I have denied my Lord. You know, sometimes in life, it's not fun to go through all that thing again. But maybe a certain time of our life, God may remind us of issues that we have swept under the carpet. Maybe today, the Lord may want to raise certain issues, not to humiliate us, not to, uh, you know, make us feel bad about ourselves, but He wants to speak rest, healing into our hearts. Maybe there are certain incidents where we could have stood up for Jesus, but we didn't. We ran away. Or there could have been times where we have compromised when we know that we shouldn't. Don't run away, my friends. Let Jesus come in. Let Jesus serve you. Let Jesus give you that bread of life. Let Jesus give you that fish. Let him serve you with healing and restoration. Amen. Did Jesus take away Peter's calling? No. Did he? No. He still called him. Fishes of men. To be a fisher of men. Feed my sheep, tend my lamb. Disciple them. Take care of it. Only for them. No. Friends, do you remember the first time you met Jesus? Do you remember the time when God spoke specifically into your life about certain things that He has called you for? The giftings, the anointing that He given to you. Do you remember? Today, may the Lord encourage us. You know, lastly, Peter was saying to Peter, hey, Peter was saying, Jesus was saying to Peter, okay, feed my lamb. Then he, he said, Peter, listen, when you were younger, you, you made your own choices. You go wherever you please, but one day when you're old, others will tie you up and escort you where you would not choose to go and you will spread up your arms. So Jesus was saying to Peter, as a prophecy of what kind of death he would die for the glory of God. We know that Peter, he died uh, terribly, isn't he? He was nailed on the cross, but he didn't want to be nailed in the same way. He wanted to be nailed upside down yeah, because he, died, he felt that he was not worthy to nail and like Jesus, so upside down. So that's how he died. And after Jesus prophesied this, Jesus said, Peter, you follow, follow me. 
follow me. Then, but what did Peter do? Peter turned around and, and, and saw the other disciple, that is John, okay? And saw the other disciple, and so Peter saw him and he asked Jesus, what's going to happen to John? Now Jesus prophesied what is going to happen to him as Peter. And then so Peter saying, so what is going to happen to this disciple, John? So Jesus said, if I decide to let him live until I return, what concern is that of yours? What does it concern you? What does it concern us? You know, if the, God wants to do this in this person's life, what does it have to concern us? If Jesus wants him to do this, to go through this, what does it have to concern us? But Jesus said to Peter, you follow me. And another translation, you must still keep on following me. Whatever happens to another person or whatever happened around us, my friends, today the Lord is encouraging us. You must keep on following me. Friends, let us keep the word of God in our hearts. When things are shaking around us, or things are going well, or for others and things like that, keep following Jesus. Amen. How did John die? I heard he was thrown into burning oil. So if you can imagine when you fry, deep fry your fish and deep fry your chicken, <laughs> I'm like, wow, he was thrown into burning oil. But he was not harmed. It was done like in a big colosseum. Many people came to Christ because of that. Then he was thrown and put on the island of Patmos and that is where he wrote the book of Revelation. Wow. I'm not trying to frighten us, but to encourage us, keep the word of God in our hearts. Look at Jesus. When the wind is blowing and the seas are rough, Turn our eyes on the Lord. Hear His word saying to us, You, follow me. You, follow me. Amen? Yeah. Doesn't mean that we all work full-time for the Lord, but it does mean wherever the Lord has placed you, do what He has called you to do. Amen? Amen.